You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Tuesday. It's back to happy because we're moving on, which is exactly what the team is doing. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And yeah, we're going to start moving on. I do, although I am going to probably spend the first little while on some disambiguation because lots of comments from people on YouTube, on Twitter, Facebook, all of these things that like, I, I I feel like these are people who are not listening necessarily all the time. Or they're trolls. I don't know. But I, I still feel the need to defend what I said yesterday, both here on the Lockdown Wolverines podcast and on the Morning Drip. The way that we try to approach things when it comes to anything, because obviously we're covering Michigan football, right? We're not covering... I, we're not covering Michigan State, you know, on a weekly basis. We might talk about them in the lead up, just like we'll probably start talking about Penn State and Ohio State more here in the lead up. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's what's crazy is I, you know, I had what a twenty-five minute show on Monday, and on that show, uh, I, I discussed. I spent ten minutes of mostly saying things that went wrong for Michigan. And I get so many, and I don't know if there are Michigan fans that are that just want to be angry. I don't know if there are Michigan State fans that just want to also be angry about the win because that's how things go. But it, I, they were hung up on the fact that I was talking about the officiating and saying, like, you know, you're discrediting Michigan State. I'm not discrediting Michigan State. The officiating is a thing that happened. It's a part of the game. You can't pretend like it didn't happen. And if it went the other way, if Michigan was, you know, got however many six calls that were like all negligible, I would address that as a thing that went right. Just like when we talked about the Nebraska game, yeah, there was the 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 call that kind of started things rolling that went bad for Michigan. I shouldn't say the call; there was the no call, right? That started things rolling in a bad way for Michigan by not putting up the. Uh, not calling an illegal formation. And we talked uh, like that. Harbaugh talked about it after the game. But here's the thing about that game. Nebraska was more on the bad end of those calls in general. Now, those some of those calls are impactful though, right? Like some of them are, some of them aren't. When you get into one of these games where everything is being reviewed instead of it just being what's called on the field, you start, it's, it, it's impactful, right? It, it's not only is it, starting to when it's a big thing like saying a touchdown stands or pulling a touchdown away that is that's directly leading to points putting points on the board not putting points on the board just all of that kind of stuff so uh, it, it's it's one of those things where you have to understand like it is part of the game there is nuance here we are not a show that is Delving in hot takes. That is not what we do here, right? So anything that's a part of the game is a part of the game, right? It isn't, it, we, we're not doing like some shock jocks out there and uh, and say, you know, we don't go out there and say things like, you know, 
essentially, if you ain't first, you're last, you know? It's the same reason why we we can sit here and say, guess what? The, everything is still ahead for Michigan. It's the same, because everything is. For those who are just like, season's over, fire everybody. Michigan still has everything to play for. Michigan State loses to Purdue this week, which may very, you know, very well could happen. Purdue beat an Iowa team when no one thought that could happen. Purdue is very pr- competitive so far. They have an incredible pass offense. Not predicting it per se, but it could happen. It's the second team with a winning record that Michigan State will have faced this year. It's not a rivalry game. You know, maybe you come, you get a little too high. They lose that game or they lose against Ohio State or Penn State or, you know, a combination of a couple of them. It, let's say Michigan does figure out how to fix all these ills, the red zone issues that plagued them against Michigan State like they did uh, against Nebraska. And, uh, and Northwest really going on from the Wisconsin game forward. If Michigan can fix that and Michigan can fix, uh, you know, some of these explosive plays, the defense has been great for the most part, but then you get some of these explosive plays that just kill them, right? Michigan can fix some of those things. Then suddenly you could be in a situation where, yeah, it does win out. So, yeah, I, I think that it's... um. It's it it's it's crazy to me that like people are so willing to give up. It's a bad loss, but not in a bad loss way. It's a bad loss in the sense that it's to your rival. I disagree with the commenter who said uh, who disagreed with me, and I do this respectfully. I'm not slamming them, but they they said this changes the tide in recruiting. Yeah, it didn't change the tide in recruiting last year. It hasn't changed the tide in recruiting for the last decade plus. It's not suddenly going to change the tide this particular one. Michigan is still what it is, right? It looked like it changed the tide in recruiting after last year. It's like, oh, Rayshon Benny just committed to Michigan State. Where is Rayshon Benny playing now? You know? So it doesn't really do it, do have that grand what have you as some people think. You know, it's. And I want to reiterate for those who are upset because there were some upset people, and I'm sorry that I'm catering to. Uh, a vocal, what is most certainly a vocal minority, but Michigan State earned the win. I'm not taking anything away from them, but you also have to acknowledge. And I know everyone. If some one person said everything you say after the word "but" is what do you really mean? This is true, though. You also have to acknowledge that Michigan outplayed Michigan State for a vast majority of the, of the game, and then it fell apart. If you if you can't that's that's not a bad thing, right? If you're Michigan State, guess what? It doesn't matter. You won the game. Do you need do you need me to say anything more? Like Michigan State is the greatest team that has ever walked the planet. No, it doesn't matter. You won. It's just like I I said yesterday. Notre Dame 2011. Do I think Michigan was the better team than Notre Dame in 2011? Heck no. Not even a little bit. But Michigan found a way to capitalize on Notre Dame's mistakes, and that's the most important thing. So, it is what it is. It's time to move on. It's time to, if you're a Michigan State fan that's for some reason watching the Lockdown Wolverines podcast because you want some schadenfreude, guess what? I've said it a million times over here. I'm not actually a fan. I'm in the media. Once upon a time, I was, but you got to be able to function when you're in the media afterwards, so you don't really root for anyone. 
and that's just is what it is. People have a hard time understanding and believing that. But when, even though I, I you know, I, I grew up hating Michigan State when Michigan loses to Michigan State, it's, it is what it is, you know? And uh, we try to be very impartial around here on Lockdown Wolverines and talk about things honestly as I see them, for better or worse. And a lot of the times when it comes to the Michigan side of things, things aren't as bad as a lot of people feel like they are in the moment. I understand why everyone feels bad. I still get a pinch of that, you know? All right. Let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, some of the things that the players said and uh, college football rankings, college football playoff rankings are out now because I'm doing this late. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, we'll talk about that momentarily. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this. I know you will too. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all of the star players of the Power Five as well as mid major players that you might not have ever even heard of. Prize Picks also offers any prop that you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our, all of uh, any one of you who deposits uh, money here, <laughs> I don't know how I, why I'm just brand, rambling over through that. Make your deposit. Use the promo code Locked On and receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. You can pick two to five players in an over/under on projections and win up to ten times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the Apple App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. PrizePix offers safe and fast withdrawals. Uh, so don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN or go to the Apple App Store. Download it. The app today, there or Google Play, that is. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. All right, something else I want to talk to you about. You see this thing here? I don't know if you can see it. If you're, if you're looking, if you're listening, obviously you can't. I can describe it. it. I'm wearing a hoodie underneath my leather jacket. Most, this is the most comfortable hoodie I own. It says Slippery Rock on it. It's got this cute Slippery Rock in a fur coat. It is incredible. It is my favorite hoodie that I own outside of uh, a couple band ones, but it's easily the most comfortable one. And that's because I got it from Home Field, Home Field Apparel. If, if you don't know what that is, it's a licensed collegiate apparel company focusing on unique, premium, and thoughtfully designed vintage apparel. Uh, they study our, uh, every college's football, uh, college's history rather, not just football. It's got basketball and other sports, hockey, baseball, all those things. History and tradition and tell stories to relive the past best memories through their apparel. Their apparel also comes on high-quality goods made to last while both being extremely soft and comfortable, which I can attest. I've got six home field shirts coming. This this tells you how good of a company it is because I've got I've got a uh, Georgia shirt. I've got a Florida shirt. You know how much I hate Georgia, and I really don't care for Florida. And yet, I've got shirts from them coming. I got a Texas shirt, an Oklahoma State shirt, uh, LSU shirt, and uh, what's the other one? There's another one in there. I can't remember suddenly. Nonetheless, that tells you how cool their brands are. Yeah, when you see some of these shirts, they're incredible. Their Tulane one looks amazing. Still want to get me in Alabama. Oh, the other one's the U, my, my adopted team that I never watch. Um, but uh, nonetheless, what they do, like I said, they study the school history traditions and dig through the archives to create thoughtful vintage designs 
Home field has a strong Michigan line with 18 vintage pieces. Uh, I've got uh, I've got another really super comfortable hoodie. Uh, I've got the the basketball one with the for uh, the national championship in 1989. I've got an awesome maze one that I wear as well. Uh, Hopeville is also officially licensed for over 100 schools and adds more schools all the time for anyone else in your life who doesn't cheer for Michigan. So anyway, go to homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code Lockdown Wolverines during checkout. That's homefieldapparel.com. Promo code Lockdown Wolverines. You get 15% off of your first purchase at Homefield. So do that now. All right, so let's continue on here. We've got more show, more Locked On Wolverines. we got to talk a little bit about uh, what these players are saying right now, and they're saying everything right. Because, like I say, like, oh, you'll win out, and everyone probably scoffs at that. Now, there's only, out of the, the last four games, there's only two that are relatively daunting, and ultimately one is less daunting than it seemed, right? Penn State, formerly ranked, I don't know, what were they, like number two-ish? I don't know, they weren't that high, but they were up there. Not even ranked in the college football playoff rankings. Michigan's ranked number seven, two spots behind Ohio State. I know, it's Ohio State, not predicting them to win. Ohio State still looks mortal now that they've played Penn State. I know, I got comments, people saying, hey, they always play Ohio State. Penn State, that's always a close game. Still, Penn State had the look of a team that was going to get rolled by Ohio State, and they didn't. And if Michigan has actually fixed a lot of the issues that they've had against Ohio State, again, the predictable play calling. When I, I want to reiterate, the predictable play calling isn't just like, I mean, like I said, they knew Michigan's play calls. They knew the signals. If you know exactly what Michigan's aligned in, and what they're going to try to do defensively, you can exploit it over and over and over again. That's what happened in the last two contests. Certainly, they have the athletes to still be able to do some things regardless of not knowing the play calls, but it also could be a closer game. There are reasons to be optimistic about what you saw against, uh, against Michigan State for the sake of, hey, the passing game can get 400 yards if it needs to. If you can get the passing game and the running game to both work in conjunction with each other, you can get 200 and 300 or something like that, then you're, you're working with some, you're cooking with gas, as they might say. So we'll see if that happens. But yeah, it's just a matter of getting those things together. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, Michigan, number seven, great spot for them. It's, they're ranked two or three spots higher, depending on which other pool you're looking at. There were nine in the AP and 10 in the coaches, I believe it was. And there's seven in the college football playoff committee. Uh, Gary Barta, the, uh, the Iowa AD, who uh, is the commissioner of the, the committee right now, who's said how much respect they have for Michigan, Michigan being a great team. Obviously, they have huge respect for Michigan and Michigan State and Ohio State. Wisconsin's ranked in there too, right? Wisconsin's 21. Wisconsin's up there. Iowa's still up there. I mean, Michigan's not playing Iowa, but... Wisconsin's up there. So Michigan also does still have a ranked win. And, uh, I mean, it makes sense. Wisconsin lost to Penn State, who's unranked, but then they lost to uh, two ranked teams otherwise. So there, there's a lot of reasons to, to be happy with the rankings. Now, the next thing is we talked to three players tonight, David Ajabo, 
uh, Zach Zinter and RJ Moten. I thought that Zach Zinter's comments were the most enlightening in that he, and I would normally splice in some video. I took it with my phone rather than my camera and it's acting very weird. Like it just sounds off. It's just, it looks weird. I don't know. So I'm not going to insert it. So I'll tell you more about what they're, what they said. But like he said, like we're focused where we've moved on. We're focused on winning out. Cause remember they had their players led meeting on Monday. They said the leadership is holding us accountable. And they're saying like, we, we can't, linger on the fact that we lost to Michigan state. We got Indiana this week. We've got these other big games. We went out, we got everything we want, right? I mean, yeah, you don't have the Paul Bunyan trophy. That's no good, but certainly Michigan has the capability of at least being at at worst. I mean, at worst, a three loss team. I know everyone would be disappointed by that, but you would have told people before the season, Michigan's going to go nine and three. Everyone be like, holy crap, because everyone was saying six and six, seven and five, eight and four. There was those of us who were saying eight and four were looking awfully optimistic. Now it would be a disappointing disappointment if they don't get to nine wins. So that's a good thing. I think it would be a disappointment if they don't get to ten wins in the regular season. And the the media at large is probably not helping that to some degree. I I look at uh, bull projections and things. Uh, USA Today, my uh, my parent company, they they have Michigan going to the Citrus Bowl, you know, with which would uh, probably mean that they think that they're going to lose two more games. Uh, That or they just think that the teams ahead of Michigan are going to stay ahead of them, which I don't see how that's going to happen because there's going to be there's going to be some movement, right? Like Michigan State and Ohio State still play, Penn State, Michigan State. You know, every Michigan still got to play both. All of these things, all these teams got still got to play each other, with the exception of Michigan having played Michigan State and Ohio State having played Penn State. So there's going to be some movement in the conference, um, but uh, certainly it looks like a New Year's Six bowl should be on the horizon. I don't really understand why people are feel like they're not looking at the at what's what's happening here. Maybe maybe they are and just think that Michigan's going to lose out. I don't see that happening. I think you've got two wins that are close to automatic. I mean, you still got to go out and do your job, right? But, you know, Indiana and Maryland, if you don't win those games, that's disastrous, especially uh, how those teams have looked. Maryland very well could have a winning record. Who knows what Maryland will be in that penultimate week. Uh, But uh, it'll be – those should be two wins. That should get you to nine wins. I think you'll beat Penn State. I have not been impressed by Penn State all year long. Penn State was supposed to be this great running team. They have done nothing with their run game all year long. So I don't see that happening. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of, uh, I I think I could see some, I I think Michigan State probably isn't going to win out. I don't think Michigan's going to win out, of course. I mean, Ohio State there at the end. I'm thinking 10-2 for Michigan, thinking 10-2 for Michigan State. Uh, I'm thinking probably 11-1 for Ohio State. But anything can happen. And Michigan's had their focus on Ohio State all season long. So it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think it's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if Michigan found a way to win that game. And certainly these guys are focused. We'll continue talking about that momentarily. We're just kind of getting through all this. But before we do, I got to tell you a little something about betonline.ag. It's back and better than ever. It's got a new web interface for the start of basketball season, even more props odds and lines than ever before. 
BetOnline re- remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive the 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. Just use the promo code locked on to receive said bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, all of that, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, let's finish it out here. I was hoping to just read some quotes here, but I don't really, I don't have them pulled up. Uh, anyway, so here's the here's the good news. Uh, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's nowhere to go but up to some degree after this. I don't, I know, I know your Michigan fans are. I've, I, I, I talked at length with Jake Butt about uh, things feeling cursed. We got X's and O's coming out tomorrow on Wednesday. And we've already got that in the books, the feeling of being cursed. But here's the thing is um, I like this team's mentality. You know, they they immediately after the game are like, we're having a player-led meeting. We are not going to let this linger. We're not going to let this be a thing. And uh, they're focused on winning out. And I understand people are like, well, why would you say that? You're just inflaming. Listen, I like the confidence, especially after what just happened. I like the fact that they're confident. I like the fact that they are, uh, that that's their focus, that they know we've got everything in front of us. And I understand there's a lot of you out there that probably don't feel that way. But I, it doesn't matter what you think and what you feel or how snake bit you feel considering how things have gone. I think you just got to, you know, if you look at it and support the team in the sense of they, they have the right attitude. David Ajabo says the, ad, the energy has not changed. The attitude has not changed. We're not ha- hanging our heads. No one's pointing their fingers. That's And Zach Zinner said, no one's pointing their fingers. I asked him, I said, what, you know, is that different? He's like, yeah, it's way different. Everyone was doing, you know, hanging their heads and pointing their fingers last year. After a loss, it was like, well, what else is going to go wrong? They're like, no, we need to fix this. We need to win out. We need to do everything. That is the mentality that you want this team to have after a devastating loss like it was to Michigan State. This isn't like last year when Michigan lost to Michigan State. Michigan State was unranked, only won two games. Michigan State is undefeated. Michigan State is ranked number three in the country right now. It, we'll see if it finishes out that way, but there would be no, there's no shame in losing to a good rival. I mean, there is in the sense of it feels shameful, because you want to beat your rivals. Harbaugh is now three and four against Michigan State. That is unacceptable. I'm not saying it's not unacceptable. I'm just talking in a microcosm of this year, how good the team may or may not be. There's no shame in it. So we'll see what happens from here. Michigan holds maybe not the entire destiny in its hands, but it holds a lot of it in its hands. If it wins out, they'll get a lot of respect for beating Ohio State, even if Ohio State wins another. If uh, if they beat Ohio State, I said this yesterday, you'll hear Jake Butt say this on X's and O's, but if if they beat Ohio State, no one's going to remember that they lost to Michigan State. So that's where it is. All right. Well, since the camera battery is about to die, we're going to call it kind of rain. Thank you for watching or listening. We'll be back tomorrow with Anthony Treesh, or on Wednesday, rather, depending on when you're listening or watching this. 
Anthony Trees from Pro Football Focus to talk about the state of the team. Michigan's still ranked number three according to Pro Football Focus, by the way. So, yeah, that's what that is. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for watching and or listening. Peace.